Filmmakers make films, but films make filmmakers. From blockbuster premieres to grindhouse theaters, late night cable to the local video store, there is no greater classroom for aspiring filmmakers than cinema itself. Join your host, Eric Skorzynski, as he dives deep into the minds of legendary directors, producers, actors, and more to discover their biggest influences and to explore the impact their films are leaving behind. This is Film School. Grab your popcorn. Class is about to begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Film School podcast. Today on Shudder, a new film called Kids vs. Aliens has just dropped, and you're probably wondering, is it worth checking out? I've heard a lot about this movie. When I first saw the stills, the photos and things, I wasn't super intrigued until I saw who was behind the film. Obviously, the film is put out by RLJE uh, Films, which has put out a lot of really interesting movies lately. Uh, Bone Tomahawk, Mayhem, Brawl and Cellblock 99, uh, the new Puppet Master movie. There, there's a long list of movies that they have put out that have gotten uh, a lot of interest and have been really cool. They're just creative uh, films that are being distributed by them. Um, and they were kind enough to send me a screener of Kids vs. Aliens to watch ahead of time. I watched it and I'm excited to share my thoughts with you. I wanted to save it until it was dropping on Shutter because uh, I knew that's when people would be checking out. Should I watch it? Should I not? And I'll do my best to answer those questions in this video. So like I said, I wasn't super interested in Kids vs. Aliens when I first heard about it, when I first heard the name, saw some stills from it, saw the poster. And then I realized who was behind it and what kind of the story behind the movie was. The director of Kids vs. Aliens is none other than Jason Eisner. Now, Jason Eisner is known for his previous work on the cult favorite Hobo with a Shotgun, which came out in 2011. Uh, it's honestly one of my favorite uh, movies that's come out in the 2010s onward. Um, I really love Hobo with a Shotgun. I should probably do a whole episode on it at some point. I'm a huge, huge fan of that movie. And honestly, if I'd known he was attached earlier, I would have been stoked for this movie for a long time because I've been waiting for Eisner to return to the director's chair in a big way. Now, for those of you that don't know about Hobo with a Shotgun, it's a cult classic. It started as one of the mock trailers that appeared uh, before the double feature Grindhouse put together by Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Um, he submitted it as a uh, as part of a contest to have his trailer shown before the movie, and he made it for about 150 bucks ended up getting the budget to do a full-length, crazy, bonkers movie with Rutger Hauer playing the hobo with a shotgun. And while that movie was sort of a gritty, neon-drenched throwback to the 70s, Kids vs. Aliens is kind of a gritty, neon-drenched throwback to 80s movies. It's been compared to things like Monster Squad and Goonies, and it's actually based on Eisner's short from VHS 2 called Slumber Party Alien Abduction. Did you hear that? As you can tell by the name of both the short and the movie, the premise is pretty similar. There's a bunch of kids that are defending themselves from an onslaught of alien attacks, happens to be at a lake house in both the short and the feature. And the most notable difference is just the visual format. The VHS movies are obviously employ a kind of first-person approach with the VHS camera. Uh, in the case of the short, it's most of the time a camera mounted to a dog, which is a really unique perspective. In the feature, it's much more traditional. There is some first-person stuff that they throw in uh, because the kids are aspiring filmmakers, so they, they have shots like that. But the movie is shot 
in a traditional kind of cinematic way. I think the short was pretty effective, honestly, uh, especially the end is really, really unsettling. Um, but I don't feel like this full-length feature lived up to my expectations based on Eisner's prior output, based on the short, based on Hobo with a Shotgun, which, you know, set a bar very high in my mind. Um and the issues with this movie really start with the writing of the characters. Some people who have given negative reviews to the film have talked about the performances, but I honestly think that the adolescent cast here does a pretty good job. The issues are really the characters they're given to play feel like cardboard cutouts of characters. There's not a lot of emotional depth that really takes hold while you're watching the movie. And that's really unfortunate because I can tell the movie wants you to feel a lot of emotional depth and connection to these characters, but it's just not there. Uh, as good as the actors might be in what they have to work with, the reality is they don't have that much to work with. And this is, I think, most notable with Phoebe Rex, who, again, is a great actress, uh, but it's particularly hard not to compare her character of Samantha in this movie to Sienna in Terrifier 2, which we saw at the end of last year. Uh, the characters are extremely similar. The biggest difference is, is that Lauren Levera had a lot more to work with to embody her character and to have a satisfying arc and payoff. Samantha in this movie gets a lot of similar beats. I mean, seriously, she has a poster of a badass female warrior on her wall. She ends up dressed like that character, wielding a huge sword. You have to draw the parallel. It's, it's impossible not to. Uh, but with her character, we feel extremely unsatisfied with the progression that we are given. She's kind of just going through the beats. And again, it's not her fault so much as an actor. It's that the script doesn't know whether it just wants to have really quirky, lovable kids that don't have a lot of depth to any of the connections uh, versus having some general like an involved parent beat here. And uh, I want to do this here, this bully beat here. It's like it doesn't give you enough to really ground yourself. So it doesn't feel satisfying to see her pick up the sword the way it did for, say, a Sienna in Terrifier 2. For all the cast, I feel worst for Callum McDonald, who, again, is a fine actor, uh, but he plays the character of Billy, who's probably the most cartoonish, uh, insanely villainous bully character since Henry Bowers in It. Even when he's watching Aliens, literally brutally melt people in front of him. He takes the time to grab one of the kids, turn their head toward the violence and say, watch your friend die. And honestly, it got to a point where I was waiting for him to rip his face off and go like, I was an alien the whole time. And it would have been a really ridiculous turn in the movie, but it would have at least explained how downright outright evil and diabolical he is throughout the movie. He doesn't seem so much phased by the violence around him uh, as much as he's concerned about torturing these kids still. Um, and again, that's largely an issue with the character rather than the performance. Now, look, setting all that stuff aside, it's a movie called Kids vs. Aliens. So you want to know uh, beyond performances and writing, you want to know if you're going to get great visuals and solid, exciting action. Visually, the movie is a bit of a mixed bag. It has some great moments and it does carry on the hypersaturated teal and orange that Eisner's used with other projects. And I dig that quite a bit. I think that looks really awesome. And some of the scenes really stand out being super stylized and stunning. But there's a lot of scenes that feel very generic with their coverage. And I found myself through large chunks of the movie waiting to get back to the super stylized scenes we see, you know, kind of sprinkled throughout. The designs of the creatures themselves are super fun and effective. Uh, if you've seen the, the original short on BHS 2, uh, you kind of know what to expect. They still look great. Um, and they carry the movie in a lot of ways. There's even a couple that um, I'll just say turn the design on its head in different ways that were really interesting. But for the action involving those creatures, um, I was impressed with a few sequences, but the gore really never goes to the place you'd expect it to. 
There's a few intense goopy sequences, but they're a little bit too spread out and condensed to pack a punch that you really want to feel by the time these creatures show up. So I'll just say this. Overall, there's a few truly shocking moments where they really go there, and I wish they had more. Um, Kids versus Aliens is a... Uh, it, it has its moments and it would probably play great at midnight with a couple beers. Uh, but honestly, there's just a lot of other movies it's competing with that have similar concepts and do it in much more satisfying ways. Uh, it's streaming on Shutter if you want to check it out. Let me know what you think about the movie because I know some are really hot on it. They love it. Uh, and some are super cold on it. I'm curious to know where you land if you're listening to this episode. So hit me up on the Film School socials. Hit me up in the comments of this video if you're watching on YouTube. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to the Film School Podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review and hit subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.